Welcome back. I'm Jake. My name's Brian. And you're listening to Undeveloped. So, as you can tell, Kush is not here. He's being quarantined for the coronavirus by his family. So I have the beautiful Brian here. Hello. And uh, we're just going to be trying to do what we usually do. So first, I want to give a corona update. Uh, the bitch known as the coronavirus is killing our <laughs> spring break and has made it so we're out of school for two weeks and our spring break has been brought back two weeks. So I'm sure as everyone knows, they had already plans for spring break and I'm sure everyone is excited, but through coronavirus, the plans all got shifted. So for me, example, I had a spring break plan with my boy Jake here, but then it got shifted, so we don't know what we're going to do now. Yeah, like, we were going to, we had this whole plan. There was, like, a suggestion to go to the beach, and I was like, yeah, let's just go to my beach house, and I planned out all the dates. We had, like, my brother was going to come down, and it was going to be a lot of fun. But now it's shifted back, so now we're trying to make plans today about going to the beach tomorrow, which is, is the water's going to be cold. It's just going to, it's, it's not going to feel like spring break, which sucks, but... I mean, it is what it is. It's a pandemic. <laughs> I mean, looking at the cons here, I mean, yeah, sure, our spring break plan got messed up. But at, looking at the pros, we get we don't have school for two weeks. I'm sure most of you don't have homework, I hope. Yeah, and, I hope. <laughs> yeah, I hope. And luckily, uh, North Carolina and Wake County is providing food for families who cannot. Uh, Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, that's, I didn't know that. So, so they're providing like food in elementary schools for people who go to schools just to get food. And I think it's really nice for them to provide support like that. And I just want everybody to be safe out there. Just yeah, facts. It's, just washing their it's hands. Scary. Yeah, just <laughs> stay. Try to stay home if possible. I know it's boring, but try to stay home. Just wash your hands a lot and just stay safe. So <laughs> today I was quarantining myself because I was a little scared and I was like, I don't really want to do anything. So I whipped out the uh, old Xbox, started playing some Minecraft. I invited the boy Brian over and we played Minecraft for a good hour, hour and a half, and then. Out of nowhere, everything went to shit. <laughs> so basically, we were just playing Minecraft, and just Jake's mom calls in, and Jake was like, "What? What? What? What is going on?" And Jake's mom said, "One of your dog is out in the neighborhood, and apparently he got loose." So we were like, "What the hell?" So we started. We went out to look for him. Twenty minutes running out of the neighborhood, running out of breath, and then suddenly, we see we see a car backing up to a mailbox and just cracking the bumper yeah and we were like what what did we just witness oh my god the car was just it was parked in front of my house so i figured like oh they found my dog and like they came to the address and then we stop and watch this car slowly back up into a mailbox <laughs> and their entire front bu- splitter just pops off and we run over there and we go oh my god are you all right like what's wrong what's going on and the craziest thing happened. she goes my brother's missing i don't know where he is and so me and brian we jump into uh, rescue mode. We start running around the neighborhood looking for this kid in the purple shirt. And while we were running, we saw Ben and Patrick. So we were like, have you seen the kid with like a purple shirt with a bike? They were like, no. So Jake suggested that we should go look for him in Ben's car. So we hopped in Ben's car and we just started driving around the neighborhood the entire time we like, went to the... Yeah. Yeah, Going we to- crevice to crevice in between neighborhoods. We went to playgrounds. We even went to Green Hope Elementary. We ended up asking a, a police over there if he had seen any, but we couldn't find him. 
police officer had the nicest stash. <laughs> he did. He, <laughs> he had the nicest, nicest haircut, yeah, too. Yeah, he was just chilling there. But, yeah, so we asked the police officer. We asked, we saw everyone. I don't know why. I saw, like, half the people that go to Green Hope yeah. on the streets. We just asked them if they saw anything they hadn't. And then we called the girl because I got in her number to try to, like, help her find her brother. And we had just came back, and she goes, oh, we think we found him. And so we were, like, super relieved. And we're like, all right, bad. We can just chill out now. And then five minutes later, she goes, nope, it wasn't him. False alarm. And, like, so we called her, and she was, like, really freaking out, which is, like, obviously understandable. So we jumped right back in the car and started, for, like, the next 30 minutes going through Stone Creek and trying to find this kid. But there was no luck. We still couldn't find him, which really sucks. Yeah. We tried our hardest. We went everywhere looking for this dude. But that's not, the only reason this got brought up is because, like, like I said, the coronavirus is, like, making plans really weird. So I was wondering, like, what – what were your plans for this week if this didn't happen? <laughs> uh, my plans were actually just stay home, but then I picked up more shifts because I can make money. I work at Kung Fu Tea, so I can just go work a lot and make a lot of bank. But then the plans got changed, apparently. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't work right now because I got my broken hand. I usually serve at, or not serve, I'm a runner at Lugano's. And I haven't done that since wrestling season. Just coronavirus ruining everything, and no, not just in the United States, even in uh, like all around the world. I know that Italy has eighteen hundred casualties right now, and Jesus. they're in lockdown. Spain is in lockdown. I know France closed down all their shops, and South Korea, especially, it's one of the places that's near China where the outbreak began. And my my family lives there, so I'm a little bit worried, and. I just hope they're okay, and I just hope they're 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 taking all the precautions they need to to stay safe. Yeah, seriously. All right, I don't want to talk about the corona anymore. It's kind of sad. So, I was wondering, you were telling me earlier that you were you bo- you were born here and then you moved to South Korea, right? Yeah. So was, I was like? uh, I was born in California while my father was studying at um, Berkeley, and I was born. So we flew back to South Korea, and I lived there for 13 years, if you guys didn't know. 13 years, and yeah, it was a pretty fun experience. Um, I wasn't so great at school there. (laughs) Wait, what was school like there? I'm curious. School? Um, It's similar here, but it's way more strict about education in a way that, for me, example, through third grade to fifth grade, after school ended, I would go to different academies to study like science and math extra. Oh, and God. on top of that, I had to stay on top of my like Actual sports. Classroom. Yeah, oh, sports. Sports. So oh, I actually I played soccer, basketball, golf, tennis. Uh, I did swimming. I ran. I did basically everything that I could possibly do to, you know, be stay active. Yeah. And yeah, it was just. The education system is just crazy there, and everyone's trying to stay on top. And even if you have really good grades compared to here, that the co- universities and colleges they're so limited that even if you have really good grades, it's really hard to get into school. So that's why we decided to come back. My parents decided that it was better for me and my sister's education yeah. to come here Sometimes to pursue like yeah. different education. So yeah, I've been here for six years now, and. Actually, I came here with no English skill whatsoever. <laughs> so the first two years was so tough on me. Like, how did you communicate? Like with like I, other people. I right. really didn't. Like the <laughs> only, the, I only learned how to like do normal like casual conversation. I couldn't just like go hang out with anyone. Like I could. The only thing I could do is like raise my hand, ask some questions to the teachers, and like 
do group project but yeah. that was it so like i used to go home and study english by myself so i can better communicate with you guys to, like <laughs> we're like aliens right? yeah so like uh, it, it was alien and <laughs> yeah for the first two years it was definitely tough like i sat alone during lunches because i didn't know how to make friends and did you go to davis drive i went to west carry oh, i was yeah. supposed to go to davis drive but it was packed at the time so i went to west carry oh, and west yeah sixth grade seventh grade probably toughest years but I made it out eighth grade i made some friends and when i came to green hope i started making more friends and now i'm sitting here talking with jake which i'm yeah, very that's really nice that's, yeah i'm proud of you I, I didn't know you didn't speak english like i could never tell yeah it's, a lot of people say that a lot of people think i was born here and i just like go here but yeah the story is like i was i was born here but then i lived in 13 years in south korea so a lot of different culture experiences for me yeah. for example like for me specifically looking at the society here in both south korea and United States it's so much different because our focus is so different than I'm used to that my views are like shared between both countries that I'm sometimes I'm confused by this country's policies but sometimes I agree with it so yeah it's just for it's just me for me it's a learning experience still I'm still learning its cultures and I hope to become a part of it one day when I grow up yeah so in like the high schools in South Korea are there like parties like or like how's like how strict is uh oh we're so strict uh like how are the police over there the police is really weak it's not like here like when they're like all like jacked yeah and, like, they, <laughs> they're like all looking scary we have some like scary. skinny cops over there really? yeah so it's not a big of a deal but like stuff like drinking and like drugs is super strict over there yeah. i know uh i know a rapper over there while i was over there he smoked i think like a joint and then he went to prison. Oh, what the hell? So we're really strict on drugs. So growing up, I was always told that never do drugs and like don't drink alcohol until you're like age 21. Mm -hmm. 21 is the age you yeah, can drink there. But yeah, so, but weirdly 18 is a drinking age there. Only really? Yeah, so I can technically drink there because oh, I have dual citizenship. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. Um, so we met, was it last year? I think so. That was a funny story. <laughs> so me and Brian, we have a mutual friend, Josh Han. And he was like, yo, let's go over to Brian's house. Like, we just hang out. And so I met Brian. Or I'd seen you before, but I never, like, yeah, actually Yeah, we met another talk. Yeah. And so we're chilling at your house. And long story short, my friend, my good friend Timmy, he got really sick. I don't know why, but he got really sick. And he was eating a watermelon. And he was midway through eating the watermelon over Brian's carpet. And I look at him and I see red everywhere. And I'm like, what? Like, did you just drop the watermelon? But what actually happened was he was midway through eating the watermelon and he started projectile vomiting <laughs> all over Brian's white carpet and like all over his kitchen. And it was, it was so bad. I felt so bad. I was like, oh, we just met you, this guy, and we're vomiting all over his carpet. Yeah, so I had a straight for the weekend, and they came over, and Timmy, like Jake said, threw up on my carpet, and I think it was around, like, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. Yeah, it was and, Yeah, and my parents were coming back around 7, so we were like, we need to clean this up right now. <laughs> so we started just laying towels down. We used the entire roll of paper. Yeah. Like, just paper roll, just, we lay down there, and we just put Febreze on it, and Jake had to carry Tommy upstairs. Timmy. Yeah, Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> Timmy upstairs. Tommy's another story. Yeah. <laughs> Timmy upstairs. While Jake, Josh, and I were just cleaning downstairs. And long story short, 
the we got the stains out. My parents came home and they asked me what the stains were, and I was like, "What did you say?" Oh, I I just said like, "Oh yeah, my my friend was eating watermelon. And it was his first time trying, so he didn't feel good. So he just ended up throwing up, and I cleaned it, so it was good. So my parents were like, "Okay." Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> so we're good. Yeah, I was so worried. I remember um, Timmy didn't have a change of clothes, so we were like doing the walk of shame home. And so we're walking, he has like vomit all over his clothes, and he's just like shaking his head the whole way home. He's like, I regret eating that watermelon. Yeah, that was my first first hand experience with uh, Jake and Timmy. <laughs> I've not, I've only been here back to your house once. Yeah, I think that's the only yeah, yeah. second time, I second, think. Second yeah. time. So That was crazy. It was pretty fun meeting Jake for the first time for real. <laughs> we haven't had problems like that. Yeah. Um I have a funny story about like carpets getting messed up. One time um, a long time ago, we had, I used to have sodas, because I have a little mini fridge. Mm-hmm. I used to have that, br- I filled the broom with like these, um, what's it called? Like tropical sodas. Yeah, I don't yeah, even know yeah. what it's called. Egg fruit punch. And I had a bunch, and I used to have a bunch of people over, and so there was like six halfway full fruit punches all along this desk where my computer is, yeah. and right over the carpet. And Jello's little brother Isaac, have you ever met him? I don't think so. He was younger. And he thought he was a baller. And so I had like five or six people over, like three girls and like two guys. And Isaac wanted to impress the girls mm-hmm. who were like six years older than him. So he grabs the basketball and I go, Isaac, be careful. Because I have a little hoop. Yeah. Go, be careful. There's sodas all along here. He goes, I'm chilling. I'll be fine. And he chucks the basketball and it bounces off like my computer, hits both of the sodas, and they fly all over my entire carpet. I was so pissed. I was like, dude, I gave you one job, so I had to spend the next, like, 30 minutes cleaning my carpet of red fruit juice. Well, speaking of accidents, senioritis, my, basically, my grades are accidents. Like, no one wants to do work by now. I know, dude. I haven't been doing anything. Yeah, like, I like to consider myself, like, a pretty good student, like, A's and stuff, but, like, lately, second semester, specifically, I haven't been doing any work. Yeah. Like, people listening who are like, oh, I've heard of senioritis. Senioritis is when you're a senior and you just have no motivation to do the work anymore because we're our, we've gone into college. Yeah, yeah. So like not like chosen one, but like we've gotten in. So like, I don't think astronomy matters for my future. So I'm like, I'm just not even gonna s- stress about it. And so I haven't been doing my work. I've just been taking naps in astronomy and especially in English. Mm-hmm. I've just been taking naps in civics. I'll just be on my computer, and then AP Psych. I've been going a little hard, yeah. but. I still have a C. <laughs> so, I haven't studied for anything. That's also part of the um, the senior I just grind. Like, first semester, I was grinding my ass off. Like, really? I had I had Ecology, APES, ICM, and AP Comparative Governments. Like, they, they aren't specifically, like, really hard classes, but they have a huge work amount. So, I used to stay up to, like, 3, 4 a.m. doing all Jesus, the work. Jesus, really? I, yeah, I had four days where I had four tests in every single class. Oh, that's awesome. So, awful. like every test would just tire me out and yeah. when i go home i would just crash so for any of you listening who are thinking oh senior ice isn't real it's for like lazy people trust me yeah. it's very real yeah, it will get to you brian's very smart <laughs> it's very, it will get to it you to everyone like josh Hahn, like we said that man has <laughs> the worst senior i've ever seen huh. oh gosh uh, but um <laughs> so speaking of senior ice college is like what colleges have you gone into? I'm colleges. Uh, so far, I can I got into Charlotte, Wilmington, mm-hmm. App State, Indiana, Bloomington, Where Purdue. Is that? Like, what 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 are they focusing? Bloomington. Yeah. 
I mean, I applied undecided, but I think they're pretty good overall colleges. They have a pretty big uh, college, so everyone gets in. But yeah, it was just one of the choices where I wanted to go because I like North Carolina, but I would like to like expand like where I want to go to. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah, that's where that's why I applied to Purdue and Indiana Bloomington. So right now, my top choices are uh, NC State and Purdue. And I'm hoping to get into NC State because I got deferred, but hopefully later in March I would get in. Yeah, we March. It's March 16th, so we got like 14 days. Yeah, so it w- I think it'll be out while we're in this uh, yeah, so-called yeah. spring break. <laughs> yeah, spring break. <laughs> spring break, quote, quote, unquote. I, like, never knew. Like, I never really cared what college I went to because I was like, I'm just, I don't really care. I don't know why. And so everyone's like, just go to state, go to state. And I was like, yeah, that'll be slight to get into. But over the last couple of years, they have, like, cut down the yeah. acceptance or, like, not everyone can get in, especially from Greenhope, where we go. It's such a big school with so many smart people. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a 3.9 GPA, and I'm, like, lower than 50% of the school, which is, like, crazy if you think about it. Like, when I went to Cardinal Gibbons, I had, like, the top GPA yeah. of all of my peers, and I only had, like, I had, like, a B. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I know some people who didn't get into NC State, but still got into UNC and stuff. Wait, really? Yeah, no, I, I That's heard... That's insane. I heard some people get rejected from UNCW but get into UNC like okay well the, that makes the, no sense the thing the thing with college decisions is I think for UNC is like essay. they do look at your grades and your extracurriculars but I think they also focus on your essay a lot I like that I like yeah, that yeah so yeah. it's definitely good they're uh, widening their range but it was just weird to hear some people get into UNC but not get into colleges that you would expect them to yeah. get into you know when I was looking at colleges, I saw Auburn, and I was like, oh, they have a good engineering program. I'm going to check it out. And then I never heard of Auburn. Like, I knew of it, but no one ever is ever like, oh, I'm going to go to Auburn. So I figured it was just going to be, like, not a nice college. I don't know why I thought that. But then I toured it, and, dude, it is insane. They I, – I saw the, like, apartments that you could live in. Yeah. And they go, okay, right over there is a gym. I go, that's a gym that looks like, like a coliseum. And they go, yeah, they just spent, like, $7 million on this new gym. It's, like, three times the Jesus. size of the Y. It has a rock climbing wall right in the middle. And the longest indoor track, like, in the state or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, five feet away from, like, the dorms. Mm-hmm. And then right across from there is, like, the food court with, like, Chipotle, Chick-fil-A. That's crazy. Bojangles, like, everything. I was like, dude, I, I don't know why, but I can see myself here. Yeah. And then their academics is good. Yeah. So, like... Yeah, I, I used to want to go to UNC the most, like, since sixth grade, that's been my goal, but since, like, now I'm a senior now, and I've been getting to know more colleges, and not just in UNC, but overall, the entire country, there are really good colleges, like, yeah. Purdue, I never considered it, but after I found what kind of colleges it is, and they have really good engineering programs, oh, really? and, yeah, and astrophysics program, oh, which damn. I'm kind of interested in, but I applied all in the decided, so I'm not sure, but, yeah, yeah just... I was hoping to get out there more, not just stay in NC, but go out, go out there, just uh, be my, be my own person. And yeah, right now it's uncertain, but I'm really excited for the future. Yeah, me too. It's looking up. (laughs) I mean, as long as we don't all die. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I have a funny story. I don't think I, did I ever tell you the story about when I ran from uh, the party and I almost got, I like almost got arrested. I don't think so. No. Okay. So I got a story for you. So one time, um, I, I was with Timmy. Yeah. And we were we went to this like juniors or we were juniors. They were sophomores. We went to this party and we were chilling there, and I I heard cops. I mm-hmm. heard someone yell cops. Well, I'm like, I was sober, so I'm like, I'm not getting busted yeah. for being sober. So I run away, 
and there's like these three drunk girls and like a drunk guy who yeah. have no clue where they are. And I was like, guys, right, I'll help you. So I'm like walking them away from the party and like trying to get them to their house. And we're walking for like 20 minutes and I think we're like clear. And then we approach like this turn and there's like 15 groups of people yeah. and a golf cart starts flying in the road throwing fireworks what? at people's feet like firecrackers Jeez, what? and i'm like oh crap and i'm like talking to the, like the uh, people i'm with and they're like i don't know what to do and i'm like just mm-hmm. stick with me yeah no matter what happens and then a cop comes flying down the street and i'm like all right guys follow me and so i run into this backyard like the first backyard i see and they don't follow me so i'm like oh there's nothing i can do about it yeah now i'm running in this backyard and then the cop stops in front of the back of the house of the backyard mm-hmm. i'm in and he stops right there and i turn to my left and there's like this six foot four dad with a steak knife and like a spatch or like a steak knife and like a stick in his hands and his entire family is surround like around a campfire and i'm in the middle of their yard between a cop and this dude and the dude goes get the fuck off my property before i fuck you up and he's like screaming at me yeah and i i, I don't know what to do so i'm like behind, i'm like in between these two people so i look around and i have the adrenaline yeah and there's like 10 yards of spiky bushes and I just said, fuck it. And I started sprinting through the spiky bushes. And I get to the other side after, like, ten minutes of running. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy crap, that was insane. And, like, my adrenaline started to, like, cool down. And I started walking. And then one of the kids texts me. He goes, Jake, I need your help. Like, I'm scared. Can you come get back and get me? So I'm like, whatever. I'll go back and get him. So I start walking back to get him. I get, like, five minutes walking. And then he goes, never mind. I found my way. So I was like, yeah. all right, it's chill. As long as he's safe. So I turn back around. The second I turn back around, another cop car turns the corner and starts coming right towards me. I don't think he saw me. Yeah. I'm not going to, like, make that up, but he started coming towards me, so I freak out and start sprinting. You know, like, the lake over by um, Carpenter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm on that path, and there's, like, pitch black, and I hear, like, crickets and frogs, and that's all I can hear, but in my head, I'm like, that's a cop chasing me, mm-hmm. even though I knew it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it is. So I sprint for, like, another 15 minutes, and I get to the other side, and I'm like, all right, I'm good, I'm good. And then the golf cart that the cops are chasing yeah, before yeah, yeah. comes flying out from behind me and goes onto the street. And then I never saw the cop, but I figured the cop was chasing him. So I sprinted back into my house and I cooled down and took a shower. Mm. And I was like, wow, this was a crazy night. And yeah, yeah. I think a yeah. lot of people at parties like want to mess, especially when they're like under the influence. Like yeah. they want to like just yell cops, just mess with people. But sometimes it is real. I remember this one time where I was at Greg's for I think Halloween, and oh, I, I was there. I was yeah, there. I was up, uh, yeah, I was uh, I was upstairs just chilling with people, and someone yelled "cops," and we were all like just laughing, and then we saw we see sirens outside, and we were like, "Oh my god!" So I ran outside through Greg's backyard, and I were just were there actual cops? I think so. Were there not? I'm I don't pre- remember. I don't remember because I'm pretty sure there were, and I just ran outside through his backyard and there were like a lot of spiky bushes too and i was wearing shorts at the time and i was i did not want to get caught so i was like i'm just gonna run through these bushes no matter what so after i got out i had all these cuts around my legs so i was like this is probably not a good idea so i just i think i walked home (laughs) from greg's that's a long walk well yeah to my house it was but it was worth it i didn't want to just like drive and also another time i was at cush's and i was with josh and we were just on our way back from Cush's uh, neighborhood pool, mm-hmm. and we were walking through the street, and we see a cop car just like going through the main street, and we're like, "Oh, it's a cop car. It's probably on patrol." And then it started to turn to our way. Oh god! 
and with like not the sirens but with their lights on so we were like oh my god so we start to sprint the other way and i dive into the bush i can find nearby so i hid there for 10 minutes oh god Did because i pass i think so i can't remember because i was just keeping my head yeah, down thinking like i was like why are they like after us and kush lost his phone in the middle of all that oh, god. so we had to look for that but yeah just running from something is always a scary experience all right so I, this is an odd opinion but my favorite part about the parties where we live at least yeah, yeah, yeah. is running from the cops because of the stories and the adrenaline the, the stories dude. that creates the adrenaline yeah. and the rush you get from it it's definitely exciting but when you look back at it of course it's really yeah. fun but at the at the moment it's like oh my god i've ran from like six or seven parties with cops <laughs> i have so many stories dude it's so like one time we were chilling at this like it was a pretty like big house party yeah, yeah. and um i was chilling in this girl named karen comes up to me and she goes hey jake when do you think the cops are coming because i was older than her and i mm-hmm. she just knew like i i don't know she she trusted me for some reason i go <laughs> i go i'd say like 7 30 the cops are gonna come because yeah. we were being way too loud noise complaints noise complaint even like especially at 7 30 and so it's like 7 30 on the dot i have a feeling and this is why i know i'm psychic <laughs> and 7 29 rolls around I hear a big knock on the door. Yeah. And I look at, I think I was with Timmy and Anthony. Mm -hmm. I'm always with Timmy at this party. (laughs) I go, that's a cop. And they go, what do you mean? I go, no one knocks out the door at a house party. They just walk in. So then I run to the back door and I hold it open for Anthony and Timmy, for everyone else to get out. And I hear the door open and I hear cops. And I go, I knew it. And I look at my clock, 7.30 on the dot. (laughs) Not making that up. And I hold the door. We all run out. And there's a 10 foot tall fence. And, like, two bars, like, holding the fence up. And we all became parkour gods. We, like, hit the f- bottom part of the fence and dived over the fence and rolled down a hill and sprinted for, like, 20 minutes. And we got out of there and we are like, that was the best experience <laughs> ever. Yeah, I think uh, big parties tend to get busted because of noise complaints. And it also kind of depends on what kind of groups that you hang out with, yeah. you know? Like, whether it's, like, a big group or a small group. And, yeah, talking about groups, like, what do you think of groups by now, like, as a senior? As a senior? Yeah. I mean, that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about, like we said before, people say, oh, senioritis is a thing, and then you're like, no, it's not. And then another thing people say is, oh, your group gets smaller senior year, or, like, mm-hmm. you lose friends and you gain new ones. And I'm like, no way. I've been in high school for three years now. No way my group's going to change at all. Definitely. Some are going into senior year. Yeah. My entire group split up, and I was left alone. And I was like, what do I do now? And then as the year goes on, you meet new people. And, like, we became closer. I became yeah, closer yeah. with Yusuf and Sethi. And, like, now I have, like, a good group. And, like, it's tight, more tight-knit mm-hmm. and, like, more chill, in my opinion. So, like, I, I kind of love it. Like, it's weird how close you get with people your senior year. Like, what yeah, about people, you? Yeah, you, like, people, you become friends with people that you don't expect. Yeah. You know, like, you kind of know that some people you know you're going to be friends with, but some people you actually don't. But once you actually get to know them, they're really nice and you become really good friends with them. Yeah. And in my opinion, I like smaller groups mm-hmm. because you can do like more things. Because That's it's, what I'm saying. It's yeah. harder to make plans with like a really big group because everyone has to agree mm-hmm. to it. But if you have like a small group, let's say like five to six, it's really easy to make plans. Yeah. And even go on like trips or something. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, like throughout high school, I had different kinds of groups, but People in them kind of been the same, but I've been just like moving groups because I don't think I belong to a specific group. But yeah, it's it's really nice to have a different kinds of people around me to just like hang out and just talk about. So yeah, yeah. So we had a podcast before this with mm-hmm. Tommy and um, 
Yusuf, though it got corrupt and deleted. Yeah. But we were throwing so much shade at people. We like made code names for each person. Yeah. And then talked like <laughs> bad about them. And I'm glad it got deleted because now that I like think about it, I'm like we were big assholes <laughs> about it. Like, we're like, oh yeah, this code name guy named Zach, he's a dick. And we started going off on him. I'm like, all right, this is kind of rude. I don't want to talk about this, but yeah, like seriously, I don't know. Groups senior year are so much more or so much easier in my opinion yeah like my junior year i had a pretty big group like probably 10 people and yeah in order to hang out we'd be like let's go to bojangles and half the group would be like nah i'd rather go to cookout and then we're, we split up and there'd be like beef but like now i could be like yo let's go to the beach and, and then we'll be, we'll like, be like yeah, yeah let's go to the beach yeah, let's go. all three of us could fit in the car <laughs> <laughs> you know, zoom to the beach have fun and like when i don't know this is weird to say but my groups I have right now, like my friends, yep. we're not as like dependent on each other mm-hmm. to the point where like my old group, if I went and hung out with someone else, they'd be like, why aren't we invited? Why aren't we coming? But now I can hang out with other people and they're not like, my other friends aren't going to be jealous. They're going to be yeah. like, okay, sure. Can I come or have fun? You know, they're not as dependent on me. Yeah. I think some people just want to be around uh, people constantly. And I feel like in terms of like friendship that can build really strong friendships, but at the same time, like if you're too being clingy and too dependent, dependent yeah and, like the groups kind of get like corrupt and it kind of got split up but i think throughout high school you just get a different groups and at the end of senior year you kind of know who you're going to be friends with till when you go to college and who you're not going to be friends with and as we're going into colleges soon that some some of us are going into colleges that we are familiar with like for example you and nc state yeah. and some of us are going out of state to just experience new things and i think that's good because I think most of us need to be outside, just like gaining new experiences, gaining new friends and friendships and in new groups, of course. Yeah. So, yeah, I think senior year has really like opened my eyes into like who should I keep by my side and Mm -hmm. who should I not be friends with later on. I'm excited for college because I so my thing is I don't know if I want to join a frat. Yeah. I want to join one for the fact like you meet a lot of new people. Yeah. But I'm also scared. Like, I don't want to do all the traditions. I don't want to do coke out of my ass. Like, <laughs> I've been talking with some of my friends and, like, just people I, I've met at, like, college tours about, like, how you get induced into the frat. Yeah. Like, what's it called? Um, I don't know what it's called. I totally forget. Rush? Yeah, when you rush. Yeah. And you, you want to hear something? You know the elephant walk? Yes. Yeah, we Yes. Do. So the elephant walk, if you don't know, it's a mess up thing. It used to be done. I don't think it's done very much anymore. Um, but what you would do is you have all your uh pledges you yeah. have all your pledges lined up and the f- guy in the middle would stick his finger up the guy in front of his butt and then reach behind and then grab the other guy's dong yeah and then you would all grab him like in a giant line and walk around campus like that's so messed up and then like nowadays they've been cracking down on that but they still do crazy stuff like i know um one of the schools i toured what they're, I don't know if they still do it, but their tradition was they would get make the pledges eat a whole jar of mayonnaise. Yeah. Like one of the big ones. Oh, my. Then they would put a plastic bag, like a paper bag over their head. Yeah. And all, like, ten of them would smoke a cigarette into the bag mm-hmm. and, like, keep it there. Like, the smoke would just rise. And then that would make the guy puke out all the mayonnaise into <sighs> his own face. Like, that's so messed up, dude. Oh, man. Yeah, definitely frats are, like, for traditions like that. I'm not <laughs> rushing, and I don't think I'm interested in any frats, but... The the relationships you build in there and opportunities the you get, yeah, yeah, opportunities you get. Because if you, for example, if you're going to like a business frat, most of us, most of them are gonna be like interested in business and maybe they have relations to business, like 
their parents or something so you get to get new uh opportunities maybe to internships and stuff yeah so i think in terms of that i think frats can be really helpful that's what i'm yeah my mm-hmm. cousin is in a jewish frat yeah over at app state and most of the big jewish frats like at these big colleges are run and paid for by like mark zuckerberg and like the big really? jews in the industry and so like right out of college these jewish fraternity brothers are going out and working for like two hundred thousand dollar companies they're getting paid like two hundred thousand dollars right off the bat by these giant like facebook would hire them or i don't know the other big jews <laughs> i'm not sure but like that the opportunities that you can get are crazy so i you know i was telling you how i came home from that party yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't finish the story all right keep going it gets, it gets, it gets better yeah. it gets better so i get home i have all these cuts on my body i jump in the shower and i'm bleeding everywhere from the spiky bushes and i'm like all right i gotta cool down i gotta chill I hopped on Fortnite. That was when it was big. Yeah. That, that time frame. And I'm chilling. I'm waiting for Timmy and Brayden. They were supposed to come over after the party. Yeah. To talk about, like, running from the cops. Because we split up. Because he went to go help other people. Mm-hmm. We were like, we'll meet you back. We'll go help them. I'll help them. Yeah. So we run separate ways. And so my older sister was downstairs at the time. And my parents were asleep. And my older sister goes, Jake, you have company. And I go, okay, yeah, send them up. It's probably just Timmy and um, Brayden. Sorry, my dog's barking. <laughs> but, um, so I'm waiting for them, and I'm chilling there. And after, like, two minutes, they don't come up. I don't hear anything. So mm-hmm. I go, like, what the... Or it's probably, like, a minute. It was pretty quick, but I was, like, time was really slow. So I was, like, yeah. what the heck? Then my sister goes, Jake, you really need to come down here. So the right then and there, I'm, like, are there cops here? Like, that sounded really scary. So I walk downstairs, and there's, like, a little wall, and all I can see is Timmy's face. Yeah. And Timmy looks me dead in the eyes, and he mouths, I'm so sorry. And I'm, like... Oh, God. So then I turn the corner into my kitchen, and there's this girl that I've never seen in my life, topless, shaking her boobs up and down. And I'm like, my sister is laughing her ass off. Yeah, and Timmy's sitting there like, I'm so sorry, dude. And I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) So I immediately grab a shirt I had, and I, like, give it to the girl. Yeah. And she's, like, refusing to put it on. She's like, no, I want my tits out. And I'm like, oh, you need to put this shirt on. <laughs> I don't know if those were the exact words, but like, she was, did not want to put the shirt on. So we get the shirt on her, and we bring her outside. We get her, like, a big cup of water, and we bring her outside onto the deck. Yeah. Or over by the pool, like, chairs. And we're chilling, like, trying to calm her down. And she goes, my dad's on the way to pick me up. I'm not going to name the girl's name, but she was on PCP. She was high, and she Ooh. was drunk. She was on her period, and she had sex with, like, two guys. And she was, like, telling us, like, it wasn't, like, a secret. She was, like, yelling and stuff at yeah. And I was, like, holy crap. Like, what? And so she keeps trying to take off her underwear and her pants. And we're, like, no, because she wants to jump in the pool. And we keep, like, having to clothe her. And we're freaking out because her dad's on the way. So we sit her down. We sober her up a little, like, barely. And her dad comes. So we walk into her dad's car. And we walk back out. Me and Timmy, like, talk about what was happening. Because mm-hmm. it was, like, I wanted to hear her story. And it was, yeah. like, adrenaline. We didn't know what was going on. And we looked down at the seat she was sitting on. And there's a giant blood stain. And I was ah. like, dude, this is so gross. I mean, I don't blame her. Like, it's not her fault, but it was a wild night, dude. The things you do under the influence. Yeah. Like, especially when you're, like, sober at parties, the things you see. Yes, dude. The things you see. Exactly. The, the, when I was talking about running from cops, I think that was uh, at Greg's Halloween two years ago. But what I want to talk about now is, just be- that October. Mm-hmm. This oh, was, yeah, yeah, that October. Part? Yeah. So, 
I mean, so that party went crazy. <laughs> that was the best party I've ever had, dude. I, I sobered up pretty quick because I sobered up pretty quick because I wanted to text my girlfriend sober. Yeah. So I sobered up really quick and I just started looking around just to start picking things up because I knew most people were going home. So I was like, let's help Greg out because I was going to sleep yeah. sober. And the things I saw as oh a guy God, who was dude. the only one sober <laughs> just walking around, just I was like, what are you guys doing? And dude. they're just laughing. And the next day I would ask them, do you remember when you did that? And they're like, no. Two people were fucking on the kitchen table. I remember. I didn't see it, but I remember. So the stories I remember from that night are my boy Yusuf, who was on the podcast before they had to leave. He's probably going to be a guest soon. He was, um, I don't know. He was out of it pretty much. Yeah. And he was sitting there and it was like one of his like first big parties. And he was like, Jake can I go vomit? And I go, yeah, for sure. Don't worry about it. He goes, you sure? I go, yeah, no one cares. And so then he, I see him go somewhere else and I see him walk back and sit down in a chair and then I look over at him and he's dead-eyed and he falls straight on his face into the ground. And he gets like a... And he uh, got the giant yeah, bruise across his head. Yeah, and I like yeah. picked him up and I was like, dude, what happened? He goes, what, what happened? I go, no, you tell me, dude. And then... um. I had my pong table, which I'll talk about in another podcast. That thing's beautiful. Yeah, it is. It is nice and painted. It was before it was painted. And there was like tw- or 20 cups full of water, mm-hmm. like red solo cups. And I was just like walking around. And her and Greg were like not on good terms because Greg was stressed and it was just a stressful night yeah, for him. Yeah. And so she was like annoying Greg a little. And so she leans over onto the table. Yeah. And the entire table tips over. And 20 red soul cups full of water fly onto the ground. And instead of being like, instead of staying there and like apologizing to Greg, she got scared and ran away. <laughs> and so me and my girlfriend Kavita spent like the next 10 minutes on the ground with towels, just like crawling on the ground like children. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the video, but uh, Kesh, Kesh was basically knocked out and we thought it was funny it would be to like lift him up and put it on just like chairs mm-hmm. so he fell asleep on three chairs like <laughs> face down and we used the like blankets i mean like carpets we lifted them up and like we rolled them up like a burrito and we no put him way. there that's all <laughs> i think i think josh han has a video of it but yeah it was oh, pretty funny awesome. and overall that party was like it's so crazy but those kind of parties you make the best memories yeah. honestly i like those parties where you know it's not gonna get busted because that party was like it wasn't crazy loud music yeah, yeah. and there wasn't like a bunch of illegal stuff going on mm-hmm. like i knew it wasn't gonna but my advice i want to leave with you guys leave you guys with sorry with parties is if you get to a big party like uh, a barn party have you ever been to one of those i don't think so like a barn party or uh just like a big party always find an escape route the second you get there yeah like back back door or back something door, like that and in. always have people to go with you because yes. you don't want to just run away alone yes i have a meeting spot with my friends anytime. <laughs> we make sure our phones are charged. Yep. We have each other's numbers. Yep, yep. Um, one time my mom gave everyone in the group her number just mm-hmm. in case. And like, just know where you're going. That's my biggest advice because if cops come, I know the right thing to say is stay there and be fine. But like, sometimes if you're in the wrong place, cops can ruin your life for you doing nothing. So yeah. if there's an opportunity to run, I hate to say it, but... Not only is it fun, it's worth it. Yeah. But don't be discouraged by this. Like parties, you make the best oh, worries. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You you just hang out with people, you just chill with people and yeah, you you take pictures and the pictures are great. Yes, <laughs> dude. The pictures are so Okay. Funny. So sober photos are fun. Like if you're like getting squad photos. Yeah, you're like squad like photos like 
posing up or something, but the fun, the, the funny pictures. photos yeah. come after when you wake up the next morning, you don't remember them, and you're just going, scrolling through your phone. Like, when did I take this? Yeah, <laughs> why is my shirt off and I'm <laughs> hugging a bear? Like, what is happening? But yeah, so, that's, oh, voice crack. Oh, oh, no. Yeah, that's going to be all for today. We, we got, we talked about a good amount of yeah, stuff. Yeah. I liked it, I liked yeah. it. All right, so thank you for listening to Undeveloped. Thank you for being on today. Of course, thank you for having me. And that's going to be all. Thank you.